Hello. Welcome back. Yeah, welcome back. Uh, so this is the first part. Part one of our new venture, yeah. which is we watch a new movie and then we later on watch a companion piece. Mm -hmm. So this week's new movie is, is Jungle Cruise. Jungle Cruise featuring Emily Blunt and Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> and this film is bad, but it's important, I think. It's, what do you say, is one it, more time? It's bad, but it's important. It is. Why is it important? Because now we realize that Disney have a house style. And mm. it does not matter whose name is on the credits because they do fuck all. Because right? it's the same thing. Yeah. Because, you know, when they talk about who they're hiring for these movies, like, you, I consider modern Disney, let's just say... Um, when I say modern, I'm kind of saying from, like, the uh, Marvel stuff onwards, I guess, because yeah. that's kind of rebooted them, because it gave them the money to get Star Wars, things like that. Mm -hmm. So, throughout the Marvel movies, you basically have the Jon Favreau style of Iron Man 1, mm -hmm. which was gone by Iron Man 2. Now, Shane Black doing Lethal Weapon for Iron Man 3, and then that never appeared again. And then everyone else kind of follows the Joss Whedon template. Fair enough, yeah. So you've basically had how many films? That was... Uh, well, the Iron Man's came out. Those were pre-Marvel Disney phase. Yeah, but they were the things that kind of triggered it. Yeah, they did kind of trigger it, but I get what you mean. Because you've basically had all these directors with like two or three being able to do their own style, and the rest are very clearly... Of, just mimicked. Of like the House of Mouse style. Yeah. And the reason why it's never been clear to me before is... You know, we have Ryan Coogler doing Black Panther, but he only has two features before that. Mm. It's not enough to see a particular style, particularly when one is a boxing movie and one is a drama. Like, you can't really see what he's doing. I guess you could say the same thing with um, Luca that came out as well. Because the guy only did, like, a short before, yeah. and then he was given, like, a feature film to yeah. do. I, but I was thinking more like the live action yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair, side fair, of things. Yeah. Um, you, you're right, but, like, I'm trying mm. to stick to that side of yeah. things, simply because they're hiring these people... And they are always kind of names, I guess, but they never have a particularly strong filmography. Like the Russo brothers, for example, mm. only did like, what, two or three films beforehand? Welcome to Collinwood. And then they had that episode of uh, Community, stuff like that. They never really had a style. Whereas with, with this, you have uh, Jean Coletzera, who you know I'm a, I'm a real big fan of. I really like his films with Liam Neeson. Mm -hmm. And he has a really good style. He has a real distinctive style, you know. The film's non-stop and The Commuter. The Commuter, I think, is his masterpiece. You know, he has a real good sense of geography of, like, you know, both of those things take place in very, like, long, very narrow senses of space. But you right. know exactly, like, you have the first class here, they have the coach at the back, things like that. Um, you also have Run All Night, where you have a real good sense of where everyone is in the city, where the gangsters live, where the slums are. Mm. And then you get to a film like Jungle Cruise, and that just disappears completely. Now, you can either say that, you know, being given the budget of, like, you know, the contents of Fort Knox to make a movie is very different than being yeah. done before. Maybe he's just wilded out completely, gone nuts with all the effects and things, and this is finally what he really wants to do. Mm. Or you can look at how it lines up with the rest of the Disney output and realize that they just idiot-proof their movies from the start and they just want a guy's name on it to say this is his movie. And that's it, yeah. You know, because they don't want it to just be like 
directed by brackets the Disney Development Committee or whatever. You well, know? it's also I, like like I think we I think we mentioned this before as well. Is like the director doesn't really matter that much anymore. Not in these movies. Not in these movies. Like, I. I know you're not that big of a Chris. You're not a Christopher Nolan fan no. at all. So like for me, I will still. If somebody said, "Oh, Christopher Nolan has a new movie coming out," I'm counting down the days till I go see that movie. Yeah. And now it's just, like specifically, just the actors. Well, now it's the brand because you think about it. Like with mm, all these the Mar- brand, yeah. all these Marvel movies, yeah. People talk about Kevin Feige. They don't talk about like who's directing the next. No, one. no. Um. So it's all very much the brand above all else. And then you look at something like this, and it so clearly just slots into what would have been... Like, in my estimation, this was, like... Let's say the first draft of the script. This was just a Pirates of the Caribbean movie. But then when Johnny Depp became too controversial to handle, just flip the switch, Mm. and it moves to being Jungle Cruise. Because... I mean, I'm sure we'll get to it, but the special effects on very the much, undead guys... Very much Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah, it's the exact same as uh, exact. Davy Jones mm-hmm. and his and Flying his Dutchman, yeah. yeah. They weren't very merry. Well, <laughs> they're like playing dice or something, didn't they? Yeah, but then they had to, like... They were, like, gambling their life sentence on the Flying Dutchman. Well, look on the bright side, lads. Oh, okay, the silver lining. Yeah. Um, but then... Just, you know, if we're going kind of in order, to track back to what I was saying about um, the Tomorrow War, we are in this weird moment with American cinema where, like, there was this idea with the Marvel stuff where it was designed, it's basically designed to be watched on an iPhone because that way if you're sitting there and you see it over someone's shoulder, if you just glance at the phone, you can see Captain America's logo on his yeah. uh, shield or whatever. So it's, it's very noticeable. So you have these films that are entirely shot in like mid, mid close-up shots. We mentioned this with, um, with Godzilla. Yeah. But you don't get the sense of scale because no. everyone's shot exactly the same. And then the monsters are just like, oh, they're big, but we don't know exactly like yeah, how big they are. Yeah, because you get the same like headshot of a monster yeah. of Alexander Skarsgård. So with this, I think which I noticed with The Tomorrow War is not only do we get these all these close-up shots but it leaves this situation where it's like everything is shot reverse no one is acting with another person in the frame it's just the rock talking emily blunt talking the rock talking like there's no action reaction it's always Mm -hmm. just like an actor's face an actor's face an actor's face there's a couple of smaller scenes where they are but then the thing which stands out about this in particular is there's like interstitial scenes where it will like zoom in on like a body part Mm-hmm. So it's like, say The Rock is operating the cruise ship. Mm-hmm. It's his face, then his hand on the pump, then back to his face. There's no, like, oh. whole body shot of him, like, pulling the pump. Right, right, right. So it isn't like this is, you know, Robert Bresson's focus on hands or whatever, making, like, you know, making things intimate and personal. It's like a real, like, disembodied kind of thing. It's like the bit at the start with Emily Blunt where she's... Um, escaping from that room yeah when uh the kaiser's son mm-hmm. arrives the way they shoot her on that ladder now it's... i i know that for example scarlett johansson does nothing in her movies in the marvel movie she's always got stunt doubles for everything mm-hmm. but this is just emily blunt on a ladder and it's shot top half bottom half yeah. in a way that suggests the top half is her and the bottom half is like is... a stunt double yeah, or something or, or like stilts just yeah doing that so you know, I'm not expecting, like, Jackie Chan level, you know, putting your body on the line. Mm. But at least have, like, a human being acting like they're in peril. Exactly. That's the whole thing. Because, like, 
that scene reminded me of the mummy mm. with when Rachel Weiss's um character is in the library and yeah. she accidentally knocks down all the bookshelves and everything and you could see that that's just like kind of that may and just you see be her going into the distance yeah the, and yeah. you see her you see her whole body you see the whole situation and you're like yeah. okay that's her doing this right now like yeah. and this is just like you said bing bang bing bang and then one shot of her like dangling like with how this film is done i wouldn't i mean i know we are in pandemic scenarios mm. that are films that are done like in lockdown or whatever yeah no, you could have reasonably told me this was filmed like each person does their dialogue shoulders up in isolation mm-hmm. and then Disney goes to somewhere where the regulations are relaxed and just film like the action scenes with stunt doubles, yeah. CGI their faces on, things like that. Um, I, th- I think with The Rock in particular, I didn't notice it so much in this, but in Jumanji 2, he doesn't do anything, right? It's like... There's one scene where it's like he's walking across the desert and as it pulls out, like he turns to CGI and it was uh, a CGI rock walking the desert. Yeah. And there's a scene where like he j- jumps off a, like a uh, swing and falls a bit and him like moving to the thing is him, then CGI. In the sense of the rock is just like a real like paradox of a screen presence because he's huge mm-hmm. <laughs> and he's known for being physical because yeah. he was a wrestler. Yeah. But he doesn't do anything because the moment he's called to even this most simple stunt, mm-hmm. it becomes the back of his head, it becomes a wheelie angled shot, it mm-hmm. becomes CGI. So he's like this physical presence that has no physical presence. It's a really strange it thing. Is a re- yeah, it is a weird thing. Yeah, like I, like I don't like saying this about Emily Blunt, but at least she has an excuse because she isn't a particularly physical actress. Right, exactly. Whereas but this he is, I, should be. He's in like an action-ish movie. Yeah, he should be doing stunts. And he doesn't do anything. No, cause there's, because like, there's like rope climbing, like he's Tarzan and things like that. But again, that's just yeah. CGI of him just like, whoa, yeah, this is crazy. I'm doing this thing. It's like, yeah. bro. And then like the bit where like he's swinging and trying to get his foot onto the yeah. ledge. The way it cuts between like him on the rope, the foot on the ledge, you can it's tell. just totally disembodied. It might as well be someone else's leg. <laughs> it's you know? so weird. It's such a weird little thing. Um, and also, like, it takes about like twenty minutes to get onto the cruise. Yeah, it did then, take a little bit of time. And then when they're on the cruise, like, there's no even attempt to make it look like they're on a boat. Like, you know, I, I think that's really interesting. <laughs> is like, like you watch like very old movies, like John Ford Stagecoach or something. Yeah. Where it's like it's on a set and it's rear projection, but they really shake it so it looks like it's moving and they'll like blow dust into the frames or mm-hmm. it gets in their hair and things like that. These guys were like in the middle of the Amazon, just like bone dry. Bone dry, like, not nothing's even going mo- on. Like not moving, not damp, like not even like getting their sea legs Mm-mm. as they're walking. Like there's no acting to make this even No, there's like one scene where they throw up because they went through like the butter turn or whatever mm. that was. And then the brother. Jack Whitehall. What? Jack Whitehall. Whitehall. He starts getting dirtied up. Yeah. But then I got really mad because I'm like, he's not even doing anything. Emily yeah. Blunt is doing a lot of stuff and she's not getting dirty and I hate that. And also with that particular scene, it's like it zooms out for the CGI of like the boat yeah, going for anything. Whoa. It cuts back in and it's just like, looks nothing. Like no. it could be totally separate. Mm. And then also the cardinal sin is the film is called Jungle Cruise. Then when the Jungle Cruise starts, they turn to the, the Indiana Jones map with the red line and skip, uh, the, cru- skip the cruise through the jungle skip the cruise. in the film called Jungle Cruise. Mm. 
this was Disney being like, oh, we gotta take a nod to like the actual cruise, like the yeah. the, the, the Jungle bit of the Cruise. Start with the, the bit tourists. of the start was that because you do get like the cheesy jokes and things like that. Because side note, this is I think we were discussing before like the fourth Disney ride yeah. movie, um, and I think this is one of the ones that was well the Haunted Mansion, like the set the set of that movie was very much of the ride. This one was like, oh, we need to throw it in the beginning and yeah. then, like, just walk away from it, you know? And then, like, Pirates was... Because P- Pirates kind of went to the different locales. Because, like, yeah. in the ride, you start off in, like, the the, seat, the town. Yeah. Then cause the, the ride goes to about five or six different environments. yeah, yeah. And it's basically all of those are reflected in the movie. Mm-hmm. They just put, like, a grander plot on it. So it was very much of that ilk whereas with this it was like okay we are experiencing the ride for like five minutes and then forget about forget it the, forget about the ride now this is like a whole separate entity in itself yeah which is fine which is fine if you do I... something interesting with yeah. it yeah uh, and to be fair they kind of almost do with the Donagire weird thing mm. with Edgar Ramirez coming yeah. back from the dead as like Davy Jones as a the, snake monster uh, and as, honeybee man and mud man yeah and tree man which is, yeah, it's just on one hand interesting, on another hand, like, we've seen it. We've seen it, we've seen it before, I've seen it. Yeah. Like, as soon, as soon as they entered the scene, I paused and I said... To be fair, that, that, the one bit I think I legitimately enjoyed is that flashback with, like, the rock and the whole, like, conquistador outfit. Yeah. And the, and the, and the music is... That was such a weird scene, and though. And out of nowhere, the music sounds like, like duh, nothing duh, else duh, matters duh, 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 by yeah. Metallica. Like, it's was, like, it's like... I was the, like, where did these guitars come yeah, from? Yeah, it's like so out of place. It was, because... When I was watching it, because unfortunately this is one of those movies you can just like play in the background and listen to what's happening and you can just like walk out for like a hot second and still know what's going on. Mm. So that's what I ended up doing. And I come back and I was like, okay, wait, did somebody change? Yeah. Change the movie? Because like the guitars just came in and I was confused. Yeah. It was very confusing. Good scene. Yeah. Good scene. Weird music choice. Yeah. Very strange. Because there's not much music. I mean, now you think about it, like, the Pirates of the Caribbean has probably the last, like, amazing score. It does. Hans Zimmer. Yeah. And then with this one, like, I didn't even know if there was, a, like, a I didn't even know theme. who the hell did it. Yeah. It was James Newton Howard. So oh. I saw that on the, on the uh, he's, thing. He's Mr. Generic now. Yeah, but, no. like, I couldn't, like, you know, I'm sitting here now wondering, like, was there a theme? I, just I don't it. remember any kind of theme yeah. whatsoever. Because yeah. I can do the pirates right now. You know it like by heart. This one has no pizzazz whatsoever. Yeah. It's pretty much just them redoing or trying to do something like Pirates of the Caribbean again. Mm, again. Yeah. Because it's been, ha- I don't even know how many years it's been. I'm pretty sure it's been about 10. It's been more than 10 years because I remember going to see the last one. Wasn't the last one 2016? Because there was a, that's the okay. See, one. I'm counting the first three the, as the Gulf of yeah. Um, that's what I'm counting as because I remember watching the third one, mm. senior year of high school yeah. with my friends at midnight, and we all dressed up as pirates. Yeah, it's got to be like what 2008. Yeah, 2008, yeah. 2009. So it's been a while. Wow. It's been about 20 years since. Holy shit! Yeah. Oh my god! It's been about 20 years since Pirates came out, and now they're just like, okay, we need to do it all over again. And that's just what this era of movies is currently. Yeah. It's, we just we got to do it all over again. That gave us money. We need more money. Yeah. Yeah, it's just... Yeah, because they could reasonably have done this in a very different direction, mm. but instead it's just, what did Pirates do? And yeah, they go for that we again. can just do that still. The only thing that's different is there's no... I mean, I guess, does Jack Whitehall count as like a Jack Sparrow? No. 
All right. Well, like he's the... like, uh, I would say he is more of um, Jack's right hand man, Mr. Gibbs something. Josh and me Gibbs. Mr. Gibbs, yeah. yeah. He's more Mr. Gibbs in this. Yeah. Because the thing with The Rock is, I knew it as soon as soon as it came on, I knew it and it came on in the credits is he co-produced this and now every film he co-produces, he plays the exact same character where it's kind of like the charming loner-ish mm, guy yeah. with a slightly tragic backstory of yeah. loss that he overcomes by the end of the film. But he never really has to go through any, like he never really has to show weakness or no. anything. He showed like a little bit of weakness. In which, I think in which sense? I'm trying to think. I don't know. Like he, he kind of. I guess he, he sort of felt bad when when Emily Blunt was just like, "You're a liar." Yeah. And then his face got sad for like a second, and then that was pretty yeah, much it. Like, thing, like he always has like that slight like quote unquote bad boyish side mm, mm. that he overcomes quite quickly. Yeah, and then it's like Frank, yeah. Frank, stop it, Frank. You know, it's it's very different to when like. Stallone used to be in this position where he would make films where he would just get absolutely like leathered, he get absolutely like wrecked throughout, mm. like the Rambo films where he's just getting tortured and beaten up and stuff. Then he comes back around and proves he's tough, and you say like, "Well, that's like that's his ego coming through." But it does make for an interesting dramatic experience yeah. of seeing a guy go through hell and come back. Where The Rock is always like on top of everything. But then he's not on top of everything in the same way Schwarzenegger was, where he was like this larger-than-life character right. who just pulled out rocket launches and things. Mm. He's like caught in between and has like the worst of both worlds. I can see that, yeah. That makes sense. You know, mm. he's never been in a position... You know, there was this idea in like the early 2000s where he was going to be the next big action hero. Yeah. You know, uh, Schwarzenegger retired, Stallone moves on to more dramatic yeah. acting, he stepped in. But he's never really had, like... He's never worked with a James Cameron on something like a Terminator or True Lies. Yeah, he's or never, he never had the Predator. Yeah, exactly. He's never worked with these top-level guys Mm-mm. who, like, challenge him, make him do stuff like that. Yeah, put and him have, in the jungle. Yeah, and I have a horrible... Well, Peter Berg made that film, Welcome to the Jungle. The Rundown, I think it was called in... Oh. Where it was him and oh, the and guy from uh, American yeah. Pie. That was a funny movie. Yeah, I enjoyed that. Yeah, that's when he actually got a he got down and dirty. But I don't. And he was quite physical in that because the yeah. whole thing is like he wouldn't use guns, and mm. in the end he just and gets he, a shot. Yeah, he's yeah, like, he used the gun. Yeah, everyone in the town. That, <laughs> was like, that was a great. Oh man, oh, I haven't seen that in years. Yeah, because we were talking. You were saying that now he just plays the same character. Yeah. But he should never play a 16th century character ever again because it's very just unsettling on the eyes. Yeah, it's. Yeah, <laughs> it's he's weirdly. <laughs> doesn't fit it, yeah it's so strange because emily blunt everybody else jack whitehall like everybody else fits even freaking peter paul giamatti paul giamatti yeah. even he fits in it the rock because he's just so massive he's just so massive and he had like a tiny hat on the entire time like yeah. like he was indiana jones because he had to wear it every scene like even mm. when he lost it he was like Ooh. yeah bring back the hat bring back the hat and even at the end when he had a small tiny top hat. yeah <laughs> He had that tiny top hat. I, I wonder if he's thing. like so big that like there's just no normal sized hat for him. It's like Shaq, almost mm. Shaq Shaquille O'Neal. Oh yeah, okay. yeah. I'm um, Brit- I'm British. I don't watch NBA, but I know you mean when you, you say know, that. Yeah, uh, yeah. When you yeah, say you when, you give, when you give his full name, but I'm not mates. I couldn't be like oh. But Shaq. he's just Shaq. You could just say Shaq, and I was like, eh, yeah, I know Shaq. Well, you don't know Shaq, but you know of Shaq. But yeah, whatever. Um, <laughs> but. 
the rock in this movie very strange um i'm not really sure what was lily that was her name who's lily emily blunt yes because yeah who's whose entire character is based around the you should try wearing a corset line from Pirates of the caribbean because that's basically the only thing she had to like do in this entire movie mm. was she was just wearing pants the entire yeah. time now the more that we're talking about it because I, when i was watching it i did not get the sense of how much it was this is just a spin-off of pirates just yeah. fresh water yeah. instead <laughs> of salt water um but this is just pirates of the caribbean yeah that's all it, it, it is. It really is. It really is. Instead of a giant pirate ship, they just have a boat, a steamboat. Yeah. And yeah, they have an ancient curse as well. Yeah, the twist. That's yeah. the twist I was thinking about because the twist, because you have that twist in um, the first one when Jack Sparrow is trying to help out the Black Pearl. Well, they're doing the whole Black Pearl thing because they have the curse. Is that the you better stop believing in ghost stories? Yeah. Yeah. And then he turns out to be actually part of the curse as well. And yeah. then. You know, I'm actually like 400 years old. So I'm like, get out of here mm. with that nonsense. Yeah, so, in the, yeah, in the pedal. It's just Pirates yeah, of the Caribbean. It really is. I'm making a face right now because now it's just like, it's just registering all yeah. over it. I'm like, like, yeah, in talking about this, it's gone from being like, well, it's the replacement for Pirates of the Caribbean no, to it, 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 is it is just <laughs> that. It's like just this. <laughs> it is just this. And instead of a monkey, we have a giant jaguar. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, it's literally it's like liter- copy and paste. Yes, it's copy and paste. It's, it's like, you know, when you, like, you change your homework, so you just yeah. want the person you've copied from. <laughs> it's, it's that, you know. That is this. I'm actually interested, because I didn't look this up, because I should have. Um, the special effects crew. I'm I mean, sure I'm pretty sure, have... like, somebody had to have worked with those guys, or they just, like... Because it's so similar. It's very similar. Like, even when they were, like, kind of emerging out of the jungle, that yeah. is exactly how they emerged out of the Flying Dutchman. Yeah. I have seen this movie way... I've seen Pirates of the Caribbean way too many times, people... Well, that's the sequel as well. Yeah. So, I mean... Yeah, they, they yeah. just... <sighs> yep. I don't know what else to say. And also, well, a, a thing which I want to say is... Mm. Um, the Rock very much makes his films with China in mind. Do you remember when he was doing the promotion for... It was, was a, it was about 2017, so it's going to be a Fast and the Furious movie, I guess. Yeah. And he made them, that uh, the video in Shanghai. And he was talking about how much he loves his Chinese fans. It's, everything is... Are you sure it was Fast and the Furious? Because they also did uh, a media tour here for Jungle Book. But The Rock wasn't there. No, not The Jungle Book. Ah, Jumanji. Oh, it could have been. Because they were all here. They were all here in Beijing when... Um, uh, Jumanji came yeah, out. Yeah, because he stayed in the hotel across from CCTV. Yeah. But um, basically what I'm saying is he has a real big interest in this. He was going to work at Wu Jing on a project one time. Oh. And then I watched this and I noticed that it's very much, you know, they are talking of the scene with Jack Whitehall talking around being gay. Yep. Um, which can very easily be cut out. Yeah. And nothing's lost because mm. it's happening while, while Emily Blunt's doing something else. Mm. If you remove this, it's Emily Blunt leaving them to do something, mm-hmm. searching the boat, going back to them. It can be removed. It can, it, yeah. And you also don't see the kiss at the end because China doesn't allow you to show kissing on screen. So that's why Emily Blunt's hand is like this as she grabs his face. Oh! So. Interesting. It's very much with that in mind. Yeah. And yet the film isn't out here because there's currently a, uh, you know, yeah. there's issues, there's, sensitivities. There's, yeah. So. It's a film which feels intentionally softened because, you know... There's no blood. Yeah, because the thing is, like, this would have been... Even if we don't want to say, like, Pirates of the Caribbean, which had sword fighting and things in it, 
um, you know, this kind of adventure film that was Indiana Jones at some point, and that's that's exactly what another movie I thought of. I thought of when they remade. Well, they didn't remake it. They brought it back with the Crystal Skull. Mm. That's exactly that. I got those kind of vibes as well with this movie, which are unfortunate. In, in what sense? Because, because like Indiana Jones. Because like growing up, I was very much into my adventure movies, mm-hmm. and then Indiana Jones was obviously my gateway into that. And those those movies are kind of in the setting. Yeah, you're there. You're going there. You're doing the thing. You're down and dirty in the jungle, in the desert, whatever, whatever. And then you get Crystal Skull, which was Indiana Jones with CGI. Yeah, I think that's that's a real big issue, is that... Yeah, because that was, like... Um, in the first one, you have him, like, running away from the boulder. Mm. It's like, yeah, it's a set and stuff, but, but it, someone's actually running away yeah, from Yeah, someone's something. actually doing the... Whereas, wasn't Crystal Skull the one with, like, the CGI swinging on the vines? Yep. Where you can just tell, like, it's kind of weightless, there's no real peril, like, there's nothing to it. Like, mm. there's a real, like, lack of suspension of disbelief in a movie this CG. Because mm. it just all looks fake. It just all looks fake. And then, like, this, watching this movie, and then we watched Aguirre as well. Like, watching that and comparing those two together, even mm. Pirates of the Caribbean, like, I don't know what the state is. Like, different genres are dying off. Yeah. And I think adventure... But is the thing is you mentioned parts of the Caribbean like they did have a set on a boat there were scenes where they're filming it and like there's a wave machine in the background blowing yeah. spray on them and things but they also did go do well, filming yeah, but that's what I mean like yeah. they have the real filming then they have mm. the stuff on the set and it kind of combines because they look yeah. wet in one look wet in the other they're never just standing still right yeah exactly whereas on this like they're on a boat but like no one's looks wet no one looks damp no mm-hmm. one looks like they're the waves are moving like it's it looks like you know even uh, you know star trek when they get hit by a um laser or something and they start shaking yeah. on the on the set <laughs> at Classic. least it implies that there's like movement happening mm. that's grander than the actors mm-hmm. in it and they're physical and they're being thrown around this other stuff that they do now with the cg like it's fake in a way that's just boring yeah you know, I'm not going to say, like, Indiana Jones looked like a real temple, but there was, like, a realness to it. There was real doom. Whereas, you know, this, it just looks like a video game, almost. I have to say something. It's an adventure movie where people aren't really having an adventure. Yeah. Just to touch on other things. Um, Paul Giamatti. Just kind oh, of, yeah! <laughs> just kind of doing an accent. And then, like... Once he's gone, like, he never comes back. He never back. comes back. He comes back at the end, and, like, The Rock's like, you can have my boat, now you have all the boats in town, da da da, da. Yeah. And I was like, okay. Because that, like, I was I was saying earlier to you, is like, you're not a nod to your um, one-man show with the Tomorrow War because yeah. you had J.K. Simmons, who was just being, just being himself. Just being yeah. himself. And this is pretty much Paul Giamatti with an accent. Yeah. But acting like himself as well. Yeah. Um, which is strange. This is, like, it's also, like, thinking... Is that what's going to happen to these older actors that used to be big names in movies yeah. and like used to be like you know um, supporting actors and like you know lead actors and everything? Are are they just going to be set pieces? Yeah, because I mean, they, there always has been like famous actors doing like these big parts. Like think of uh, Alec Guinness as Obi Wan Kenobi, stuff mm. like that. Yeah. But the issue was they would take that for the money. It's quick, easy work. Then they go and do the good stuff again. Yeah. Has Paul Giamatti done anything lately? Yeah, exactly. Does That's he get just, yeah. the same roles he used to. Is mm. sideways coming out? Like Alexander Payne barely makes movies anymore. You know, these guys basically are just relegated to that. I guess they just do TV instead. I don't even see it. It's in billions, right? Oh yeah, I guess the thing is like TV now, isn't yeah. it? Hmm. Sad, but 
That's yeah. at least they're getting money. Yeah. That's the important part. Is there anything? Uh, no, there wasn't really anything else. There was no theme, for. Yeah. Um. So very bland, very forgettable. I would not be surprised if there's a sequel in about two or three years' time. Oh yeah, there's definitely. I feel like there's definitely going to be a sequel because I think most likely, like they're going to follow pirates. They're going to yeah. do the Fountain of Youth. Yeah. Although the issue is. Pirates had a natural extension if we just continue sailing across the yeah, horizon. Yeah, exactly. Now they're, like, back in London. Like, it, the film is called Jungle Cruise. Like, yeah, Pirates of the Caribbean, they may not stay in the Caribbean, but they are still pirates. They are still pirates. Jungle Cruise implies they have to cruise <laughs> through another jungle. Jungle, which is just, like, which other jungle are you going to explore because that's the rainforest is like the main yeah like, jungle. like i would imagine if there is going to be a sequel it's going to be in india this time oh uh, yeah that would yeah but that's not the ride so no. it doesn't well i mean pirates isn't the ride they have like what six movies now well yeah but at least start at least it started off and then you have the ride in shanghai which has like a lot of the sequely stuff such a great ride yeah great ride um even though you can't understand you can't understand anything anything. which is really funny you have like chinese Chinese (laughs) (laughs) say goodbye to you like being all drunk and everything is absolutely fantastic i don't know it's just like it's like a weird i don't know it's a weird adventure movie for me because my mom very quick little little segue because my mom was just like oh well you would have loved these movies as a kid and i was like yeah but I don't. But like, would you? Because you still have you're still watching it alongside like an Indiana Jones. Yeah. Or romancing the story. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Like, if I was watching this with a kid, because like, sometimes like when you're watching a family movie like this, yeah. with the kid, you kind of do watch it with different eyes, different perspe- perspective because they're there. But with this, I'm just like. And also, like this. Also, we have to be clear. Like this stuff isn't made for kids anymore. Like, did you see? Uh, did you see Sonic the Hedgehog? No. That's not made with children in mind. <laughs> is it not? No, tr- trust me, that film is made for people, like, probably a little bit older than myself. Okay. But also, like, the modern Marvel stuff, like, they do audience surveys, and the average person in the audience is, like, 36. Mm. Like, this stuff isn't for kids anymore, no, even kids though that's in... the pretense. No. Let's get to the ratings. Uh, zero. <laughs> I'll, um... Oh, no, actually, that... Scene with the Metallica ripoff soundtrack, the flashback with with Aguirre and Edgar Ramirez mm. and everyone. So I'll give it one. I'll give it uh, a one as well for giving me flashbacks for Pirates of the Caribbean because I may just do a rewatch mm. soon of that series because it's a great series. But yeah, yeah, another another dispiriting Disney blockbuster, and I I really hope that this uh, stuff with Black Widow that's going with Scarlett Johansson and I'll get settled. Yeah, I hope that. Um, doesn't makes damper. Disney change its ways. Mm, very true. And I hope that we get away from filmmaking like this because it's just it's just anodyne. There's just nothing to it. It's boring. It's flat. Well, that's the whole thing. I mean, sorry again, another segue because I was showing you the video with Matt Damon earlier, yeah. and it pretty much goes back to that. Like that's just what we're dealing with now because everybody's just getting their money from box office days, so therefore they have to make a big explosive movie. And that's all we're going to get. Yeah, all they much. want is this like baseline spectacle. Because you know, just to mention that Matt Damon video, he's talking about the DVD market. Mm. There's no rewatchability in a film like this. No, you could watch a film, then get some on DVD if there's more to it. Mm. This is just completely empty. You're done with it by the time it's finished. You're done with it, and then also like the actors aren't going to get any more revenue after this 
movie is released. Yeah. Pretty much. Because I know on Disney Plus, the movies come out, you have to pay like 14, 15 it's, it's bucks. A, it's expensive. Yeah. It's like a movie. T- it's pretty much a movie ticket, yeah. but you can have everybody on one movie ticket. So you get like 15 bucks, I think, for purchasing it first and then I'm pre- I don't even know how long that lasts for and mm. then it's just on there on the website yeah nobody else is getting like there's no other money coming out of that movie anymore yeah and so I think that's why all we're just getting these shitty big blockbuster movies now and the little guys get shoved to the corner and you have to like really but, dig but the thing is there's like no expectation of a rewatch it's like you talk about these big blockbusters like that mm. was the 90s but people myself included watched films like terminator 2 independence day yeah. armageddon like these big oh, armageddon. like these big effects driven movies yeah. and i've seen them all like two or three times yeah the very terminator 2 like literally close to 100 at least I, I, we, and yeah, we know. <laughs> it's like you know these films were on this grand scale crowd-pleasing scale designed to have this like real extravagance blockbuster mm. effect everything but they still work as films yeah this just looks like I'm watching special effects and that's it. Yeah, I'm watching something for an escape for two hours and then after that I'm done. Yeah. I'm not going back to this at all. Yeah. That's pretty much it. So next we'll be talking about Aguirre. Yeah, so the next, so the episode after this will be Aguirre and then next week we're going nerdy. We'll see. Okay. All right, cool. We'll see. I think, I think we're going nerdy though, but we'll, we'll, we'll figure it out. But okay, until next time. Bye-bye.